Hello, it's Tom James. Thank you for listening. I gave uh, blood plasma today, so sometimes I I don't feel great afterwards. Basically, I eat so much damn food after I donate. I, I couldn't even describe how much food I can eat. Um, and I just eat and eat and eat until you know, I feel like my energy's back and maybe I have a little bit of a not a great evening or afternoon based on um, kind of feeling a little bit of loss of energy. They, they replaced the plasma with um, saline, but um, it's obviously not the same thing, right? Uh, you can only give twice in one week. Um, they take a certain amount, I think 880 milliliters of plasma. There's a centrifuge that's used to, to separate the red blood cells from the plasma. Um, it's, you know, it's, as long as the line's not long, <laughs> it's pretty painless. Um, you can tell how well you're doing in terms of hydrating uh, based on, they, they take some measurements before you go to donate uh, to make sure that you're, uh, you're within the guardrails or guard bands that they set. Uh, one of them basically tests how hydrated you are and um, they, they even have a, high, a centrifuge at the test center at the test counter that you go to um, and, and they, they spin your blood like a small sample they prick your finger and then they spin your blood in this little tiny centrifuge in the, in the one that's where you're donating the centrifuge is like the size of uh Say an upside down, you know, tall coffee cup, <laughs> something like that, right? But, you know, they're spinning it, and once it fills up, once the once the red blood cells fill up, somehow it's, you know, obviously separating the, uh, the plasma and, and pumping it into a, a collection uh, bottle. But anyway, so I was going to try to do this at the library earlier. Um, I went and I bought... I was going to go into McDonald's and see if they had uh, buy one, get one on, Bur on Big Macs. <laughs> they didn't, so I left. Uh, I felt a little bad about it, but um, I decided to go to a Panda Express, and I got the, <laughs> the big plate, whatever it's called, this big, huge plate, and I ate all of it. Um, I must admit, their hot sauce, their chili sauce is wonderful. Um, their, their their fortunes aren't bad either. <laughs> I got a couple good fortunes from them. The best one was ha kindness makes for happiness. I thought that one was great. Nonetheless, uh, I had I sometimes when I see names of churches and saints, I'll look up who they're who they're the patron saint of. Um, I don't know when I started doing it. I think um, one time I looked up who the patron state of police were. Um, then I was wondering, well, that can't be the same saying as those for firefighters. I looked up the, the patron state for firefighters. Uh, then I looked at the cathedral here at Gonzaga and looked up the patron state there. I don't remember the person's name, but um, they were somebody who 
dedicated to helping people during one of the plagues, and they wound up losing their life, but they did not shy away, and it, it's kind of apropos and, and very relevant to to people, you know, and the sacrifices people made to help people during COVID, um, and risking their own health. But nonetheless, I've done this for for a while, um, looking up these different saints. I've I've mentioned it a few times when I'm interacting with people, uh, whether they be in law enforcement or uh, firefighters. Um, But last, so I knew who the patron saint was of firefighters. At one point, I was doing a search for my for my buddy's town. He lived in Cool, California. So I do it on the PC. I just search Cool. And I don't know if I spelled it right. I don't know if it's got an E or it doesn't have an E. But I spelled Cool California. And instead of... I didn't search it in a map, in the maps. I searched it in just Google. And wham, up on the right, there's a little there's a little map. And, and there's... St. Florian Court, I think, shows up. So I thought that was interesting. Then um, my mom was... I don't know. She was in Austria on vacation... And she sent me, she said, oh, I, I have this mosaic of St. Saint, Saint Florian. And I said, oh, I know who he is. And I explained, I mean, the, the, the myth, or not the myth, the, he, became, he became well known for saving a town, with an entire town, with, by putting out a fire with one bucket of water. Um, and this is what, how he became the patient saint of firefighters. But I said, yeah, it's his, when you see him, his depiction is with a, a bucket of water, <laughs> and he's pouring it on, you know, a fire, or something like that, right? And she's like, that's what the picture's of. I said, cool. So she sent it to me. I had her send it again today because I couldn't, I, I, I didn't know if it was in text that I, I didn't know if I downloaded it, but um, what, what happened um, last night was I was watching a show. It was one of these, you know, in crime investigation shows and um, there had been an incident where a firefighter had perished in in an accident well in a, in a, an arson fire so it wasn't an accident um, and one of the police officers said yeah he, he had something that had St. Florian on it and so that was interesting and it just reminded me of the this this um, of keeping them in my good thoughts, not that I ever wouldn't, but uh, thinking about them. And I was, after I donated plasma, I'm waiting, um, I'm waiting for the bus to head north towards Shadow Park. And I get in the bus and there's a, uh, there's a, um, there's a billboard that says, Something about banquet beer. It's it's your know, Coors commercial or Coors ad, and it says something about raise a glass and you know help keep our fire, keep firefighters safe. And you know it made me think. You know what? I'll I'll record something about this. Then I get to I get to Monroe and Wellesley, and I go I go in. Um, I go in and I buy beer, <laughs> and I'm walking out, 
and there's a fire station right nearby. And if this fire truck lights, you know, they, they come pulling out, uh, an engine comes pulling out, heading uh, east on um, east on Wellesley. I'm like, even more reason to, for me to say something. And I I did a, I, I don't, I, I, I usually acknowledge it if I'm facing them, but I just had, I think I was walking with my left hand, and I just, I'd waved like over my shoulder because they were coming from my, from behind me on the left, and I waved and I put the peace sign out, and this guy in the, one of the, the guys in the back seat had put the peace sign out. I thought that was, I, I made me feel good, <laughs> and I was, I was, uh, um, anyway. so I decided to tell, tell, talk about that today. Um, the uh, the other funny thing that happened with the fire department, well, let me say other things. Three other things at least. I I was living outside in Seattle, and it was getting really, really hot at times. Like hot enough where my body was having trouble um, <laughs> carrying carrying two plus bills around and drinking a little bit too much beer. And um, but but you know being having my wits about me, but just needing, needing water. And so one time there was a, there was a fire station on one of these streets I used to walk by all the time. Um, it was, I guess I'd say it was in Juanita. Um, it was basically between, um, market and Juanita, halfway between market and Juanita and say, uh, I can't know the street. doesn't matter. Uh, it's, so on your way between Juanita and and uh, Totem Lake, and there was a fire station there. And the problem was, the, I was living in a teepee at the time, which I'll include pictures of, and I was burning at, at night in a in a five gallon metal can, and I had the tops of the can. And basically, I found the can on a construction site. Um, it had its top. I brought the top and the can back, and what I, the other thing I. I grabbed was a big piece of rebar, and so what I did was I set the can on the side, and, and luckily enough, I just slammed the rebar right around the bottom ridge of the not in the not in the bottom, but around the just above the the, the bottom of the of the uh, this five gallon metal can, and it punched holes like ventilation holes. So what I would do is at night I would and sometimes in the morning I would. I would cook on it. I had I would cook or just have a fire, you know, either way. Um, and I could put the fire out immediately. All I had to do was I had, I always had like a five gallon thing of water or a couple gallon thing of water. And, but I could just put the tap, the, the, the top on. If I put the top on, the fire would go out or, or slow way, way, way down. Um, and sometimes I use that as a means to keep the fire warm longer at night. But, um, I had, but so I would collect, I would collect firewood as I walked back to my sleeping site uh, in Juanita, and sometimes, there was one time where I went to this fire station, and I said, man, I, please, can I have any water? I just knocked on the, I, I rang the, the bell, they gave it to me. One time, the same thing happened where I was really dehydrated in Seattle, along the waterfront where the, where the fair, where the ferry, um, terminals are and I said and I met a this is this is really early in the morning and I rang the doorbell of the fire station I said please 
can I have can I have a couple bottles of water, anything, please? He goes, we're not supposed to do this. I said, I understand, but can I please have some water? And so he said, I'll, I'll come back with some. So he brought, brought me some back. Um, that was, that morning I met this guy named Levi. Um, I talked to him about, you know, the tribe of Levi. But anyway, so I had these two instances where these fire stations helped me um, with some water. Um, the, um, the other thing that happened was the, I would walk past this fire station in Kirkland and they had a sign out there, like a digital sign. And I was trying not to look at it because it was getting really hot and really dry. And they started putting signs out about burn bans. Only gas ranges and, and, and charcoal, or, uh, yeah, charcoal and gas ranges allowed. So I wasn't supposed to be having this over this fire. And uh, <laughs> they just beat for you. <laughs> this police, one night, Someone, call, someone called, and the police showed up. I'm, I'm sleeping, but the fire is still smoldering with the top on. Because it was cold enough for... And the radiant heat, you could feel it. Um, and they, <laughs> they said... Anyway, they made, I had the water there. I poured it in there, and I put the cap on. The next night, the police come back and say, Hey, they were like, how long have you been here? I was like, no one say anything. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I didn't... I just said, everything's been fine. Um, and the, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, um, the police came back the next night. The night, the first night they came, they had to jump over a fence. And I'm like, why did, you guys could just, I didn't say that to them, but I was half, I was asleep when they showed up, you know, but as I said, the cap was on the fire. There was no chance of it, it spreading, but when it, the cap's on, it's, the smoke is so damn thick. So this is, this is the problem. Like, you, if it's just burning like crazy, like with the flames coming a foot and a half, two feet out of the top of the can, you, there's no smoke. But as soon as you slow it down, or even, you know, obviously try to put it out, there's no smoke. But if you slow it down, it's, it's much thicker. So somebody, might have, somebody probably called. But so the next night, they came down, and they go, you have no fire? I do fire tonight, right? I go, no, no, I'm good. And so then... Um, I felt bad because I don't know what happened. I, I stopped, after that, I stopped burning until it started raining again. And I think one night I had a, um, I had, there was somebody else in the area that had, probably had a wood stove, but so there was smoke in the air. And I, all I had was a, 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 um, a candle burning. Because a candle can keep you warm. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, you know, if, if you can, you know, it'll keep you incredible. It's amazing how just one candle, if, if you've got good insulated covers and can block the wind, you know, it, it's a, it makes a huge difference. You might not be super comfortable trying to sleep and not knock the candle over, but um, it'll, it'll do the job in terms of creating enough heat. Um, but so this fire truck comes down the street where I'm sleeping. And and it's a huge ladder truck, <laughs> and I walk up to the thing, up to the passenger side, and I said, "Hey, you guys, doing?" And he said, "Hey, you are you burn? You have a fire?" And I said, "No, I know." And I felt bad because like they didn't need to roll the truck there. I said, "I just have a candle," and I showed him the candle, 
He said, all right. And I was like, how are they going to get out of here? But I forgot. <laughs> like, these, these other trucks have a guy in the back that can steer, a gal in the back that can steer. So they just back it. They, they could probably go 30 miles an hour, and the guy would just steer them back. But they got out of there really easily. I, I thought it was going to be a, a problem. And, you know, by the way, where I got the, 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 the five-gallon can and, the, uh, and that piece of um, rebar to, build, to, to create my, uh, this, this can that I, was, that I used for burning... Um, I got it from a construction site where the site where right in Juanita where they were building another fire station. I'm sure it's finished now. Um, but uh, oh, and, and the one thing they had on that site, it's there's Goodwill and there's a fire station, like in this in this lot next door, and the the fire that that construction site had two or three porta potties that were always unlocked, and in a terrible terrible pinch. You could sneak in between the fence that was uh, leaning, lean, they just leaned the fence up against the, the Goodwill building, and you could just sneak through and go, it saved me, it saved me. Um, but that's how I found the, 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 the five gallon, metal five gallon can and the, uh, and the, and the rebar. Yeah, so a couple final closing items. Um, Thank you to firefighters. Final thing about the firefighters was thank you to for them for the risks they take um, and their sacrifices, uh, and uh, always a prayer for Saint, them and Saint Florian. Um, the planes need tattoos on the bottom. I always look up and try to see what type what. Whose plane it is that's flying overhead? Um, the the Air Force uh, shot of tankers is simple. You're simple to see. So, you know, Southwest pretty pretty clear. Uh, the ones with the Alaskan Airlines with the Inuit on the tail pretty clear. Delta's got the letters Delta printed on the bottom. Um, but yeah, it really helped. You got to tad up the belly of the planes. I went like letters. Letters help. So you can see who who the plane is. <laughs> um, there's a lot to fly over. The places that I roam, the, the flight path is really consistent. Um, and I care which you know which company it's from, um, and uh, just a just a silly thought there. The other thing is, we need. Born on dating for trees. It'd be a wonderful thing in communities to have the most majestic trees in their in their town, in their city, in their neighborhood, dated. Yeah, and the point is, you know, you look at some of these massive trees in neighborhoods, and it'd be cool to know, you know, have a maybe a little plaque that sits in front of them that says Maybe the year, the the general time frame when they uh, when they were planted or when they started growing, um, and kids would love it. They'd be like, and what you do is, in in the towns, you would apply for an arborist to come and look at the tree, you know, identify its the type of tree it is. The people would know, but 
just have it officially identified and then how how old it was or an estimate of when it was when it started growing um, and it and it would be cool for the kids it would be a guessing game how old do you think that tree is <laughs> they could even run around the neighborhood and they'd all have to guess they, they'd cover the plaques that say how old the trees were and they'd have a guessing game where they'd all have to guess between the trees um, I thought about it when I was in um, a bunch of different cities um, but um, food for thought <laughs> the uh, hello yeah so after I had this idea there was this app that came I don't know where I saw the ad I think it was it was on it was on TV it was some uh, picture of this and I mean so my th theory is that somebody could tell how tall how old that tree is without even drilling a hole in it and cor getting some core sample or anything they could just scan it and be like we know how we, we know how old the tree is. And if, from a picture, they could give you a range um, based on the location and the, and the well, it doesn't matter. They could, they could determine the age of the tree without impacting the tree in any way. This is my theory. So what happens? <laughs> this, this app comes up and says, picture this. And what's it do? It, it can tell you the type of tree it is. It can tell you the type of flower. You know, if you take a picture of a flower. But guess how it tells the age of the tree? <laughs> After it's been cut down. And they have a, they have a, a slice of it. <laughs> I'm like, that's not what I want. I want, I want the tree born on dating with, with the tree standing. <laughs> uh, anyway, but it was still, I mean, I, there's, there's positive things about the app. Um, but yeah, I, I, the born on dating doesn't need to be. <laughs> when was it born, and when did we cut it down <laughs> to find out how old it was? <laughs> my uh, one more thing about birthdays it was my mom's birthday, and uh, this was a while ago. But this tree story made me think that I didn't. I didn't have the means to to, you know, to buy or send or something. You know, fancy. And so I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it. I'm going to research her, her date of birth. So you look at the exact day that she was born, or the person was born, and you, you, you find out some interesting facts. Uh, you want them to be related to you know, things that the person has interest in. Uh, and then you go backwards in time and forwards in time. I think the ones that go backwards in time are more interesting, but you basically you look at the date, that date in history, and how it's um, how it uh, has what's happened that's meaningful, and what's happened that's meaningful that relates to this person that you love and that you're gathering these these uh, events uh, for. Um, I was joking, at, like you, you have to decide. You, you be smart about what you include. <laughs> um, for instance, I was walking by a bank a couple of days ago. And he said, June 25th, the day Pol Pot was sentenced to life imprisonment. 
1997 by the Kramer, Kramer Rouge, like his, 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 his past buddies in Cambodia sentenced him to life on June 25th. I wouldn't include that in anyone's uh, birth, birth date. Uh, you know, uh, here's what happened the day you were born. <laughs> Notes. But uh, I, I did a bunch of research. I had to go on multiple sites. Um, you know, you just... If, if something sounds a little too... A little, you, you, you can double-check it with, it with another site. Um, but there's multiple sites that have... And it's not about someone's birthday. It's about this day in history, right? Um, yeah. July 7th, December 7th. I think it's those... I don't... Well, I should know this. But it's interesting that... Anyway. Um, yeah. I'll uh I'll do I'll do one other thing. Um this is this is about acting my age, acting much younger than I am. <laughs> Being uh imaginative. In my in my room, my mom got me a nightlight. It's a nightlight, it's blue, it's kind of sparkly, it has a it has a cover that's just a, a blue star. Um, I took the star off. Uh, I just have it, <laughs> have it pl plugged into a power power strip, and it it makes you know, getting up, you know, it just makes it the ambiance a little better. If if I'm, if I have you know the TV on, I'll have this light on late at night. Um, but it casts these incredible shadows, and I've taken so many. I love the pictures I've been taking. Uh, there's one that's a video that I'll share just from yesterday, where <laughs> there was I had a pot of I had I eaten uh, I made spaghetti with uh, with with uh, ground beef, and I had it on this table, and the shadow it it, it could have been a, it could have been a, a pot or it could have been a uh, it could have been like a genie lamp, but it basically had a little top on it, and um, so it was shining up against the door. Well, then I had my, my shirt, a shirt hanging on the back of a chair and the chair was facing, was, was in between the light and the door as well. And so what it, when I looked at it, it looked like a bear sniffing, sniffing, and it's the chair is, it's, it's a swivel chair and it's a chair that you can roll, you know, you could, you could move around it. Um, but when I looked at the, at the, it looked like a bear, a huge bear head was sniffing this, this pot of food. And then when I moved it, it turned into, like, it just, it, it, it transformed. Like, it, at some point it looked like a, like a, a huge gorilla, like a silverback with its head, you know, well up um, to the side. But anyway, there's that one. There's another funny one. I'll I'll send multiple ones, but there's another funny one that um, it, I joked that SpongeBob was guarding my door. So I had this 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 time the light was in a different location, but it was it was basically between I have a drying rack for for dishes, and then this then there's the door. This is the door drying rack for dishes, and then um, this plug that's up on the wall. I haven't been using that plug recently for the nightlight, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And, and, 
it looked like Sponge, so you have to use your imagination, but it looked like SpongeBob was standing there with a, with a, with a knife at the door, with a, like a, a dagger, and, and down the door were bubbles, little trail of bubbles. <laughs> it was perfect. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another good one. Well, I sent the one about the eagle on the wall. Um, but, uh, yeah. There's a, there's, there's a few other good ones. Anyway, blessings. Um, as I said, I try to say every time, I have um, two books I've written. They're both under the name, pen name Timothy Jameson. Timothy, not Timothy. Jameson with an I, not an E. If you search on Google, if you search on Amazon, uh, you'll find them. They're listed on Amazon. They're called it's called Quotes and Anecdotes and Happiness Supply Now. Um, and I accept donations. Uh, I am. Um, I'm always thankful for those uh, blessings, and uh, thank you again.